Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of Los Podcast Hermanos. My name is Tyler Dumont, and I am joined by my good friend, Cal Perez. Hello, Tyler. Welcome back after a long break. It's almost like a a summer break, in a way, even though we're resuming in the summer. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh it's kind of weird because I started a job where I worked for like a week and then I had like a week off because of summer break because it's with the university system. Mm, yeah, yeah. How's that going? It's weird. I just make pizza now. Okay. Make pizza for would-be college students and like things that are happening on campus. Here's my curiosity. Compare okay. compared to your experience at Lazy Moon. Um mm-hmm. Are the people as cool? Your coworkers. Wow. wow, you're gonna put me on the spot like that? Yeah. Well, I basically have three coworkers at the moment. Well, sorry, I should correct myself. I have two coworkers at the moment because one of them got fired. <laughs> oh shit! And one of them is my boss. <laughs> um, so. Okay. So different yeah, I mean, vibe. Yeah, there's there's a very old man. Okay. Who, I mean, I shouldn't say very old. Honest, actually. I'm going to tell you about him in a second. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I work with this other person. They're younger. They're cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fine. But just working with two people is kind of, I don't know, like, just, it's like, yep, these same people again in a way that is not always the best, but <laughs> they're, so, they're both fine people. There's no uh, variety to it. And it right, exactly. It's, gonna be the it's same. not like, who am I working with today? It's like, oh, yep, I'm going to see these people again. Do you at least get to pick the music in any way? Uh, not really, but there is a... It's not like a curated corporate playlist. It's okay. like someone had just built these playlists. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a lot of like top 40s stuff in it. Okay. But there's also a lot of cake. Someone really likes cake. Really? Yeah. I mean, I like cake. I mean, who doesn't, They're, right? Cake the band time. I know, I know. Which, but, if I, I have to mention, I'm not a fan. I, let me rephrase that. I'm not a fan of the one song that gets over overplayed. Probably The Distance? No. Is, oh. Didn't they do the long shirt and short jacket, whatever song? Long, yeah. Skirt and short long, jacket? Yeah. Short, short skirt, long jacket. <laughs> I didn't see the appeal. But anyway. Oh, you know what? What? I'm coming up on another uh, vocal take from last week, or we must have split it. But I Excellent. guess this is just going to record over it. So We'll see. We'll see. This is fun. <laughs> um, In uncharted territory now. But yeah, I also get to select music. Like, I can just play it from, like, a Bluetooth speaker and stuff, so. Okay. That's... That's rad. Yeah. That, that definitely helps. But I want to talk <clears throat> about this old man worker of mine. Tell me. I I say old man, but he's, I don't know, probably like 60, let's say 60. That's that's older, yeah. Yeah. He's from Mexico. Okay. And he's got strong Lalo Salamanca energy. Oh my God. (laughs) Like, but Lalo's like got the like, I'm going to fucking kill you kind of eyes. He's just like, I'm going to fuck with you kind of eyes. Does he have a mustache? He's got like a little mustachey goatee thing, you know, that yeah. kind of matches. <clears throat> okay. Uh, you know, and like imagine Lalo, but as like a 60 year old guy. Sweet. Yeah. That's kind of 
just his deal and he makes pizzas really quickly so that's yeah. always nice well that's cool i mean have you asked him if he's ever seen better call Saul? no <laughs> i don't imagine no. that's come up no but you know he tells me he's like oh yeah he really likes modello and pacifico that, that's, and that checks he said they came from his hometown and i'm like oh that's cool and i did not check where that was but <laughs> yeah uh off top of my head i have no idea right yeah i'm what yeah, I know, he, what I know about Mexico is limited to my trips to the one specific area that I've been. Yeah, yeah. What have you done in Mexico? Uh, I have vacationed. I've what? visited the. I visited Chichen Itza. I swam in a cenote. I've uh, swam with jellyfish. And not, I actually got stung by a jellyfish. That's what it was. <laughs> And sea turtles. I, sea turtles. <laughs> There's a weird joke there that I, we're not going to go into. But yeah. The cenote stuff, that's mm-hmm. something that I would really like to do. I bet it was, it was rad. totally rad. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so go in this underground cave full of water and swim in it. Yeah, it was like, you know, we were uh, part of a big tour group, and it was mm-hmm. on the way to go to Chichen Itza, which is where the big Mayan ruins are. And they're like, all right, as part of this thing, we're going to stop at a cenote. And everyone's like, oh, cool. Um, and so we all, you know, walk down this, these long stairs to get down because it's, it's built to be like a tourist thing. Yeah. Um, but then you're, when you're in, inside, there's all these other tour groups in there as well. And the water's there. And it's like, oh, is, is anyone going to swim? Come on. Like, you got, you're at a cenote. Come on. Yeah. And so I think I already had a swimsuit on because I knew about it, you know? And I think mm-hmm. I was, like, one of the first people to, like, jump in. And nice. then that encouraged others to, to do it. But let me tell you, though, it was a little weird because when you're in a cave, essentially, and you're swimming in dark water that you can't see the bottom of and you have no idea what's underneath you, it's a little, little nerve-wracking. Are there, like... Are there any flying animals, I'll say, in that area? You got, like, a lot of... Any bats, per se? Sure, bats. And I just generally, <clears throat> like, birds or whatever that might be at the top uh, or whatever. Yeah, get I some, think... Get, get some poop in that water. <laughs> it's a, a little Mexican treat. It spices <laughs> it up. Is that why they say don't drink the water? Um, Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Though I, I did get a stomach thing upon returning from, I think, my second trip. Even though I didn't it, drink the water, but you know when you're brushing your teeth, get a little bit in your mouth. So well, I've heard it's the ice will get you if you have a drink with oh, ice in it. That too. We like a lot of people will be like, "Oh, I have like this Coke, like the, uh, like a bottled Coke or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, whatever bottled drink," and then <clears> they put it over ice. And I mean, I I did find that they're pretty conscious about that. Like they would ensure to say, like you know, our ice is filtered, like made from bottled water or something i don't know yeah i guess that would be really wasteful but (laughs) um or maybe they're just saying that you know yeah they could just surprise you still get messed up well but but all that being said easily one of my favorite uh vacation spots and i would for sure go back to playa del carmen specifically for those of you listening who've who are familiar with mexico is that one of the like uh i don't know what they call them the like 
touristy spots or is it like yeah um <laughs> the way i see it is it's like you so to get there you fly into cancun mm-hmm. and to me it's like yeah cancun is the popular place that everyone goes but it's it's just resorts that's like all there is right whereas this is more like you still want the same vibe of like being in a beachy area but it's it's a it's a organic town that's not doesn't feel very corporate you know As, like some person didn't come in and like build this huge resort and just say you don't have to leave the resort you can just stay on right. and get everything <clears throat> you need right so it, it allows you that sense of like i'm just exploring the streets of mexico and that being said it is very popular um and so it has attracted a lot of development. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, both times we were there, we would see construction, like, going up. And you'd see, like, the their artist renderings. And it's, like, these big shopping complexes and nightlife and stuff like that. So its way of life is not long for this world. Yeah. I'm, I mean, granted, the last time I went was 2015. So who knows mm-hmm. what it's like now. But Yeah. Anyway. All right. Enough yeah, about me and Mexico. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are, do you want to do? You want to get to the the meat of this, or you want to talk about anything else? Do you want to um, like talk well, about anything else you've been watching, or the like only, the only thing I was going to mention about other things I've been watching because you asked me about uh, what show was it that you asked me about the the big oh the, the, the bear the bear the bear <laughs> the big <laughs> the big bear <laughs> yeah right I basically have just been like trying to keep up on miss marvel mm-hmm. and which i did finish and i thought okay. it was good okay uh and the various uh apple shows that i watch and keep up with currently being uh for all mankind and physical which not a lot of people know about that one but it's really good i've seen some episodes of physical mm-hmm. uh i did not watch the entire first season mm-hmm. but I've also not caught up with For All Mankind. I am oh. one one episode in. Of season three? Of season three. Uh, it's one of the ones I want to get to, but I just haven't found the time to commit to it. I barely even had time to watch Better Call Saul this week. I yeah. <laughs> watched it literally this morning. So, <laughs> but uh, And Miss Marvel was really good. I've watched that one just like every Wednesday. Uh, yeah. like while eating dinner because it's a quick show so yeah uh, i find it easy to keep up with all the disney plus stuff uh only if i'm making a concerted effort i find that if i like miss an episode all of a sudden oh shit like i'm two episodes yeah. behind now i'm three episodes oh god yeah because <laughs> i can't you know keep up <clears throat> but that's honestly how i feel about for all mankind for me <laughs> like oh. right now I'm Dude, like, it gets so good. Like, it's a real good season so far. I mean, that first episode was pretty intense, and it, it was kind of like a cheesy intense too, because yeah. like everyone is just like, like, feeling the effects of like the extra gravity or whatever, and they're all yeah. just kind of like staring at each other, like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it was a little ridiculous, but it was like uh, needed to set up the stakes of yeah, the season. Yeah, <clears throat> which you will, but you will see. The bear. Yes. Is really good i've only watched like three episodes now but mm-hmm. it's you know I've, I've worked in restaurants and stuff mm-hmm. for most of my life and it definitely captures that like 
shitty like kind of atmosphere that can happen in restaurants and it does it really well is it going to give me restaurant ptsd from when i worked in a few restaurants <sighs> i mean i could i, I could say <clears throat> kind of mm-hmm. uh i think you'll definitely get that let me let me set up the premise it's, it's kind Go of ahead. hard to like say yeah. if it will or not i guess it would kind of depend on how you felt totally about it sure but basically this guy's brother dies and gives him his restaurant that he has in chicago like making sandwiches and stuff and his brother is this like high-end like fancy chef you know like like they put like the little tweezers and they put like little garnishes on stuff you know he's a michelin man he, he's a Michelin man. He loves his tires. <laughs> uh, but so he inherits this sub, well, I guess sandwich shop, not really sub shop. And so he's trying to like bring some like of those like high end ideas to this little uh, uh-huh. sandwich shop. And like uh-huh. everyone in the sandwich shop is like, we've done it this way forever. Like, fuck you. We don't want to like change it. And he clearly has some connection to one of the characters, like, uh, and I mean, they just kind of like drop you in. They don't really explain a lot, you okay. know. Everybody's just kind of like yelling at each other in the kitchen, and you get <laughs> you get a lot of information from it. So it's like it's always sunny. It's like what? Sorry. <laughs> it's like it's always sunny. Everyone's yeah. just yelling at themselves at each other uh, in a kitchen. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it, it it is described as a comedy, mm-hmm. but I don't really find that much comedy in it i guess it could be like a you know a dark comedy type of situation but mm-hmm. uh i mean it is there are like it's like funny situations not like jokes i guess yeah yeah so i have a question yeah why is it called bear i don't know exactly yet literally mm-hmm. the opening scene is a bear in a crate <laughs> and, and and the head head uh main character Mm-hmm. head chef or whatever of this mm-hmm. sandwich shop is like opens the crate and the bear kind of like walks out and kind of growls at him uh-huh. and he he wakes up on like the prep table in the restaurant and then like the show is going <laughs> from there so like okay there's a lot of like symbolism and stuff that i'm sure is going to come from that because <clears throat> mm-hmm. like the bears released from the cage like type, uh. y- you know like I- i'm not sure exactly what it's saying yet but because it's, i'm still kind of early yeah. on, but sure enough it will say something at some point yeah and there there is like some bear symbolism that they kind of like will sprinkle through it like there's like a little illustration on <laughs> like a wall that has like it looks like the building that they're in and then there's like a little bear head on the window type of uh-huh, thing uh-huh. so and the restaurant is called the beef at, See at at Chicagoland or something like that. Before I I asked about the title, I, I just expected the restaurant to be called Bear or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, and I think I do think the the main character's sister calls him Bear at some point too. So like I think there's like a or is it that he is a member of the LGBTQ community? And he considers himself to be a bear type. I don't think that would be him. 
He does have some good <laughs> hair on top, but he doesn't have any other uh, beard or anything, and he's not a very large man. So, ah, gotcha. I don't know. Well, uh, what service did you say that was on? It is on Hulu. I believe it is an FX show. Okay. I need to catch up on that and devs. <laughs> did, did, did devs have a second season? No, or no. Just I, the first season? I just never finished it. Oh, wow. Like, I got like two or three episodes in, and I remember loving it, and then I fell off because each episode was, you know, an hour, and, and I just didn't find the time. That is. Man, that, that's a show I haven't thought about in a long time. Yeah. I've been going back and trying to like catch up on old things. Like uh, I recently finally saw the end of Last Man on Earth. Like okay. I had stopped watching it when I lived in Kansas City. Uh huh. And I went, all right, I'm gonna pay for the no commercials version of Hulu for a month, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna binge everything. Yeah. But I don't think I finished Last Man on Earth. Like I got it's to really where, dumb. <laughs> I I can imagine it being. I think I got to where did Jason Sudeikis like come back down to Earth? Yeah. From his space station thing, yeah. And then they're in like this like <laughs> I don't know like Microsoft campus or something, uh-huh. and he's like walking around in like this T Rex Velociraptor yep. costume yep. thing. He's got like a go kart too. I don't, pe- yeah. Pe- peak Tandy <laughs> antics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it uh i guess it got canceled um before they could really wrap up what they had intended oh, okay. and so because of that when you see the last episode with the, you know they didn't know it was the last so you're just like okay well we'll see what happens next and then you're like she's Nothing. never yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well but that actually reminds me though <laughs> i know we're trying to get to better call Saul, uh-huh. but we haven't we haven't talked about anything and a lot of weeks here uh what we do in the shadows came out again like their new season so you haven't watched any of it that's fine yeah you should and i also haven't seen the movie that's you should just watch the show like i mean movie hmm. yeah i would say the movie is like a starting point for the show you don't have to see it to understand the show yeah in terms of like any story connections the only like there's like setup similarities like it's like a bunch of like vampire roommates basically yeah i know the general premise but yeah and i think there are some like jokes that they redo okay Uh, but but other than that and that's like mostly in the first season is jermaine Uh, in it or is he only in the movie or germaine jermaine i don't know how you say it i i don't remember if he's in the movie is he in the movie he's in one of them i know that (laughs) He's definitely not in the show. Taika okay. Waititi is in the show uh, uh, and the movie. Uh, but he's not... Huh? I was going to say, Taika Waititi is also uh, really good and Our Flag Means Death. I watched the first episode of that and I didn't... I hear it gets better. Stick with it. It gets real dumb, but real good once he I, comes in. Yeah, I was gonna say like I didn't even see him in that. I know he is in that. Yeah, but he's Blackbeard. Yeah, and then the main person in that is the like manager from Final Planet Concords. Yeah, uh, I can't remember his name. Rise Darby, I want to say something like that. That sounds right. 
there's a lot of good shows. There's so much TV. Yeah. Almost too much. Agreed. Can't keep up with it all. And speaking of a TV show, there's another what? one called what? Better Call Saul. What? I don't know about that. Is there really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some have said that it's a TV show. Others have said that it is a long-form video novelization. Is that what they say? I don't know. I just made that up right now. Yeah. It's been a long time since this show ended its little mid-season thing. And it didn't feel like it was going to be that long. But yeah. a lot has happened. I remember at the end of it going, oh, it's only a six-week break. And then now here we are, and it's like, man, that fucking took forever. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> but now that you've seen the episode, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts I thought it was really good. I thought it went a lot of places that I didn't think it was going to go quite yet. Okay. Um, and I'm wondering... Me too. What's next at the end of it? Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot has been kind of not wrapped up, but like set in motion. Yeah. And I think... I do think... Like kind of jumping far ahead here, I think it's going to kind of wrap up stuff with Gus... Mm-hmm. And, and and like the drug cartel stuff and it's going to focus on Jimmy and Kim. Same. So, um <clears throat> I mean, we'll get into it when we talk yeah. about each part specifically, but I I was very surprised, not very surprised, but in some ways surprised that we did see the resolution of of the cartel storyline essentially. Yeah. And I kind of thought Lalo was going to be, you know, the main antagonist through the end of the, right. the series, but as you'll see when we talk about this, um, you know, now it's basically just going to, I think, be the fallout from all the shit that happened. Yeah, like everything. Like I, I wonder. I, uh, I've got. I'm tr- trying not Words. to talk. I know. <laughs> Like, the end of this episode, I'm left wondering if my little theory about Jimmy and Jimmy doing something so, like, heinous to Kim has happened. Yeah. And I'm know. wondering if that'll be the thing. Well, why don't we get into it? Yeah, so let's, let's, we can ta- stop let's talk about so the episode. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do the honors? Uh yeah sure I can I'll I'll give the kind of intro for the, what we're talking about here so this is episode eight of Better Call Saul believe season of six season six yes of season six mm-hmm. uh it's titled Point and Shoot and uh and yeah. which I think is the last of the blank and blank titles next ne- uh tomorrow's episode is a one word title did you look that up ahead like you you know that you're looking forward. I haven't seen what it's called, but I saw someone, like, posting about that. Oh, interesting. I wonder what that... I guess that has something to do with Lalo, then? Because he's done? Or, I don't know. Could just mean it's a shift in uh, time. time. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. But, I mean, do you want to just jump into, like, kind of discussing the... Let's do it. ...episode point by point? Or scene by scene? Yes. Uh... So we open up on like this rolling waves and shoes floating in the waves at a beach. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, 
I don't know exactly where Albuquerque is in New Mexico, but as far as I know, it's pretty far from uh, <laughs> a well, beach. Well, it's a pretty landlocked state. I was going to say, let me help you there. There's no beach in yeah. New Mexico that I'm yeah. aware of. Right. Uh, but, you know, we see shoes floating in the surf and then kind of like zooms like along the sandy beach uh, uh-huh. to show Howard Hamlin's car and his uh-huh. wallet and wedding ring on the dash and uh-huh. basically just wide shot of the car sitting on the beach and you're left wondering how it got there because last we saw right Howard Hamlin was dead <laughs> right. in Jimmy's apartment which was interesting is uh, when they were showing that I at first thought oh well obviously this is like showing us the resolution of how they're gonna like get rid of his body and explain it but there was a split second where I thought that they weren't going to go back and actually show the immediate aftermath yeah I thought like this is a time jump and then Mm -hmm. we're gonna discover kind of what happened but then to my relief (laughs) they went back and the next scene is is in the apartment in the immediate uh moments after howard gets killed yeah that was i found that kind of abrupt because i was immediately thinking of in breaking bad when uh spoilers by the way for summer listening if you're listening summer uh when walter white uh hits the person and then gets out and like shoots him and then he's like I forgot what he says what does he say I know you know it Uh, um, I'm sorry what part (laughs) in in Breaking Bad when Walter like there's like the drug deal and Uh it's about to happen or something like that and he hits someone with his car like a person and then he gets out and shoots that person yes and he's says something and like he really lo- badass and it cuts to credits. It looks at Jesse and he says, run. Yes. And then the next episode And I just is... got goosebumps <laughs> thinking about that part. <laughs> yeah. But the next episode of that, you know, does not pick up like that is such yeah. like an intense ending. You think the next episode is gonna pick up right there. Yeah. Uh but it doesn't. It just kind of like I wanna say like... that was a season finale. Was it? Maybe, yeah. Uh, but you know I thought that was going to be what this was is like it just shows the car and then we just kind of like go into like a slow yeah. like thing that kind of like we pick up later from like conversation what happened exactly which but, I'm I'm glad that they didn't do that to be honest yeah it cuz that's it a, kind of that's a very better call Saul thing to do where like yeah. you'd see the conversations between Jimmy and Kim and you just <laughs> have to infer yeah and this way it kind of would almost undermine i think what happened before the break yeah because it would be like we're like leading up now we can talk was like literally the last line i think now let's talk yeah now let's talk uh and then you don't see it see them talking this whole show is right i think that whole immediate uh scene after uh was probably one of the tensest moments where they're trying to reconcile what just happened in front of them. Lalo mm-hmm. is like saying, shut up, look at me. Yeah. And tells them his his plan for them, plan for Jimmy, to basically unbeknownst to him, go and kill Gus. He's like telling him you're going to go to this white brick house and 
you got the gun, it's idiot proof, it's already loaded, just fire until it's empty. And then take a picture, point and shoot. Same principle. Yeah. Uh, do you think that <clears throat> Saul knows that it's Gus? I think at this stage, and even into Breaking Bad, he's never met Gus. He only knows of Gus through Mike. Right, but I mean, do you think he knows that it that's what he's going to quote unquote go do in the moment? No, because okay. it, they've done a good job at keeping it so separate that I don't think he, Jimmy has any idea about that whole side of things. Like, yeah, he's yeah. involved in the cartel stuff, but he doesn't know how, at least if I can remember correctly, he knows that Mike is somehow involved because he saved his life uh on the on that drive back from the border right right but that's about as much as he knows and i could be wrong but yeah yeah i got the feeling that he definitely knew kind of what he was like he knew he was going to like be shooting someone that was important to the cartel yeah you know i was trying to figure out if it was if he knew it was gus or not you know yeah. Uh but I think that's why he wants to send Kim. <laughs> like like two like one of the reasons, like one of the twofold reasons to A get her out of the room with Exactly. Lalo and then B I think he's hoping that she won't go through with it and Yeah. you know or, or if she does go up there like something else will d- happen. Yeah, and then I was trying to remember if uh I know Kim and Mike have talked and met, you know. Yes. I don't know if I don't know if Jimmy knows that. He doesn't. Okay. Cuz yeah. Remember we were theorizing that you know, Lalo coming back into their lives was going to be a, as a result of Kim being misled by thinking he, she's being watched by Mike. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I mean, obviously everything else played out differently. Yeah. But <clears throat> I thought that that scene was really good, just of the desperation in Kim's voice of just like, do not offer Make me, me up this. for this. Yeah like, yeah. like, I know we've done a bunch of like crazy shit, but like, do not do this. Yeah. And yeah, she was shook, as they say. Yeah. <clears throat> as well as she should have been. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think it it kind of is the beginning of us seeing... Saul, where like the Saul persona of I'm gonna talk my way out of this thing and I don't care how it's perceived, yeah, yeah, because even Gus later, I think, uh, I think Mike says that Jimmy talked him out of sending, yeah, him, and and Gus is just like he talked him out of it, (laughs) right? Which, which, as we'll talk about in a bit, I think. Is when Gus realizes that, you know... His value? Well, no, no, no. I I think it's when he's realizing that the plan of sending someone to, like, assassinate him is a ruse. It's a distraction. Oh, yes. To get them away from the lab. Yeah. 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 So, what is next, good sir? I mean, okay, so we have... We kind of talked all about a few points that I've written. Yeah. Uh, the thing that was interesting is when after Kim leaves, a he makes her put on his sh- her. Ugh. Lalo makes Kim put on her shoes, 
which I thought was like a funny little touch, like just like that, like menacing, like I'm still in complete control of this. Yeah. Like you need your shoes, <laughs> put them on. And also uh, showing just how shell shocked she is that she's not even yeah. thinking. Yeah, because like I, I noticed that she wasn't wearing shoes, and then Lalo commented on it. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but after Kim leaves, uh, Lalo's talking, like tying Jimmy up to the chair mm-hmm. and describing the assassination attempt on himself. And he's like, I don't even know Nacho Bear. Like, he's like crazy. Like, we didn't do this thing together. Like, just trying. <clears throat> and he's talking himself out of just like further indictment with Nacho. With uh, did I use that? Did I use that? Lalo. Right? With Lalo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also thought uh, that something that was pretty clever about that little scene mm-hmm. is it. I think that is what ties uh, Better Call Saul to when we first see him in Breaking Bad because yes. as he's putting the gag on him, he and he learns that like, oh, he thinks that Nacho did something. That's yeah. why he goes like. Uh, it wasn't me. It was Ignacio. Like, and he says like the verbatim same line as he's being tied up. Oh, does he? Is yeah, it exactly it's like muffled because he has a yeah. thing in his mouth. Yeah, uh, but that's kind of what I was thinking and why I wanted to bring it up because mm-hmm. it does just kind of give you the idea that Jimmy is between these two, or he thinks he's between these two. You know, right? And he doesn't know that Nacho's dead. Right. At least and, that I can tell. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to know that Lalo's dead right. at the end of this episode. Right. Which so. we'll, we'll get to. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess the next scene is Kim driving uh, mm-hmm. to Gus's house and she stops at a stoplight and some cops pull up next to her and she rolls down her window like she's going to say something. Yeah. And she, and she doesn't, you know, like it's... It's one of those things where it's like she could totally like just get out of this situation. But I mean it would create a lot of problems. Oh yes. For sure. Like if she but, cares about Jimmy's safety, that is not the thing that you want to do. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't want to say cooler heads prevail because I don't know which way that should have gone. <laughs> yeah, my my heart was in my throat. I was like oh, like cuz you know, this is one of the few characters where you don't know what's going to happen to them. Yeah. Um, but as we see that, you know, she doesn't end up talking to them and lets them drive. And yeah. before we even saw that they were cops, I saw the headlights, right? And I thought it was Lolo. Like, I thought he oh. followed her to see if she would actually do it and make sure she didn't run away. But Yeah. I... <clears throat> but as we I, saw, I it's a distraction. Yeah. It's not an actual, you know, Yeah, I had, I had a feeling he wasn't going to... I didn't think it was she was being like a complete distraction. I think he wanted her to go through and do that if it was going to happen or not. Like if mm-hmm. if Gus was going to answer the door, great, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, but I think he also wanted to uncover, you know, the the operation, the meth lab yeah. part of it. Yeah. So, but uh, once Kim does get to the house, she you know gets the gun and has like a moment to like steady herself and goes to knock on the door and do exactly what Lalo said. But, uh, Mike grabs her right before and brings her in the house. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to mention, excuse me, 
uh, before we move into that part is okay. that, and I didn't get to listen to the Insider podcast yet. Um, okay. I, I actually, I, I should probably do that, but uh, I had read somewhere that on there they mentioned that they tried to mimic the same shots as when Walt Walter White goes and, and thinks he's going to do the same thing at the same house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't... Mike just comes up behind him, right? He doesn't even get to the door? Uh, no, so he's walking in the street, and right. he gets a phone call. And it's, it's Mike, okay. and he's like, right, right, don't right. do it. Yeah. Which now you know why. It's because they have that surveillance yeah. set up. <clears throat> but yeah, Mike uh, tackles her basically, or, or pushes her in, yeah. and gets control over the situation. And you know she's freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Um, but and she's like, I, she points to one of the doubles, <laughs> and she's like, "I'm supposed to kill him." I, I thought that was such a good comedic <laughs> little thing because the camera like quickly pans to him, and he looks he, nothing like Gus. <laughs> like, I mean, he looks enough like Gus yeah. that you're like, "Oh, this is one of the doubles that we've been seeing," you know? Yeah. But like... <laughs> It was yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, but I guess, I mean, Mike goes to Gus after that and just kind of is like, <laughs> this is what's going down. And then they send everybody to Jimmy's house because that's, uh, Kim says that Lalo has Jimmy yeah. right now in their apartment. So, I mean, they basically go and then Gus is there by himself with, well, I, not by himself, but yeah, he's got protection crew yeah and you know that's where he briefly talks to kim over the phone and discovers that the original plan was to send jimmy and the whole he talked him out of it yeah (laughs) yeah which we now see was uh at least this is the way they're they're telegraphing it a way for lalo to get everyone away from the laundromat the laundromat yeah um which I will say that did confuse me a little because if I remember correctly before the break uh he basically had already done that partially cuz that's why the security gets pulled off of Kim and Jimmy's place and so I thought he already <clears throat> had gotten them away but I guess he didn't fully like they still since it was like the second place of most importance they still kept some people there so this was just like a way to ensure that yes, everyone was now gone. I would have to go back and watch the like kind of timeline. Is that is it like the same night? Yeah, or whatever. It's like okay. he, he does his whole thing where he calls uh, calls the... Hector. Yeah, yeah, and, and gives away the plan because he knows he's being listened to. Right. Until they all rush away, but they don't fully leave the laundromat, and then I think that's when he goes to Kim and Jimmy's and he hatches that plan. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that that seems like a weird oversight then, um, huh. to like to like have more people still be there, or maybe there's some like tiny tiny little like people motioning to other people to stay type of thing that we aren't remembering. Yeah, but that, yeah, but <clears throat> I think the way that it like Lalo's thinking is to everybody's gonna rush to uh. Gus's house because of what he sent Kim to do. Uh-huh. And I guess make sure that there's no one there, right? Like, he, because he doesn't know that they're going to send everybody to Jimmy's house. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to find where we are on the note. Hold on. Yeah. I guess it's where, you know, Mike has... Oh, Lalo starts sneaking into the laundromat. Yeah. After he gets everybody pulled away. And then everybody gets pulled away to go to uh, Jimmy and Kim's. They're going to try to, like, get Lalo, basically. Right, because they think he's there, potentially. And they have that scene, which is also a little comedic, of... Just all of Gus's peep guys like marching up these apartment condo yeah. <laughs> stairs. And he, Mike even says something about like we don't want to like scare the neighbors or yeah. something like that. Like don't make a big show of it. You don't want to you know tip off the neighbors. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes in, and Mike is immediately like, "She's safe. I need you to, I need you to calm down. I'm gonna take I need this. You to relax. I'm gonna take this out of your mouth and tell me exactly what happened. Yeah. Or, uh, he's like, I need to know." succinctly basically what was happening yeah where lalo is i don't think we do we see him tell him that uh, does it cut straight back to gus at the laundromat i think it goes to at some point we get a shot of gus being like we're going somewhere you know basically mm-hmm. and i don't remember exactly where in the cuts that was mm-hmm. uh but basically kind of the next scene after that is Gus going into the laundromat and seeing the fan that Lalo used. Like, I don't know what he did with the electrical box, turned it off and then bent one of the fans and then uh, yeah. turned it back on. But I remember them making a point of showing the bent blade. Yeah. Uh, and Which, damn, Lalo's strong, I guess. Yeah, that would be <laughs> really hard to do, but, you know, whatever. Basically, he... He's in there, and then he, Gus sees the, like, floating bag of laundry, hanging bag of laundry, like, moving, and he turns around, looks, and then Lalo just takes out all of his dudes. Like, four or five dudes? Yeah. It's like, bap, 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 bap. Well, he, and the, I always thought it was funny. He doesn't even, like, shoot them that quickly. Like, he's like, yeah. bam, 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 you know? Yeah. More than enough time for one of them to go, oh, shit, but... Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I, I guess you hear it's dark, gun, yeah, and you hear a gunshot in a space like that, and you're already like kind of adrenaline's pumping, probably. You yeah. Know? So yeah, uh, he takes out all of Gus's dudes and uh, has him show him where the lab is. Yep. But <clears throat> I mean, like. As he's doing it, as he's in front of the lab, he's recording himself to show to Hector. Well, to show Wait, to... Uh, what's his name? Oh, God. You got it. Don. Eladio. Yeah. <laughs> no. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but he does say Hector at some point, doesn't he? Or am I just thinking uh, of when Gus says it? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, but he shoots him. He straight up shoots him. Like, Lalo shoots Gus right in the heart. Mm-hmm. But as we know, because we've seen it so many times this season, that Gus is wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah. And Lalo clearly knows that, too. Yeah. Because Cause he, he basically... I think he even says, like, as he's pointing the camera and the gun, and he says, mm-hmm. like, oh, he's got a, you know, because he, he's talking to Eladio, and he's like, he's got a bulletproof vest. Too bad they don't make something for your head. Oh, yeah. 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 Um... But I see your note here about the Breaking Bad styled camera. What is that oh, yeah. referencing? Oh, because like in the first episode of Breaking Bad, he's oh, got yeah. he's got the camera and he's like filming himself and yeah. he's like, 
you know, I this is not an admission of guilt or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's for my family. And it's kind of like a really weird and interesting kind of take on the like I'm filming myself like committing these acts versus like not admitting these facts. Yeah. It's probably uh, you know, Sony camera from the mid two thousands. Or I guess this yeah. would, I guess in the timeline this is still early two thousand like two thousand four, something like that, but Yeah. Because Breaking Bad was two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But where I'm trying to find us on the notes here. Well, we we have Lalo forcing Gus to go down into the lab. Yes. And there are a few moments I noticed where Lalo, you know, he's trying to like get down the the uh, ladder and then get like everything situated. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's your opportunity where Gus could like tackle him or something, you know. But. But Gus is a man of patience and poise. Yeah. And he knows what his plan is. Yes. Which I definitely am surprised that the plan went off exactly how it was telegraphed. Like what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, expected there it, to be some like misdirection. <clears throat> I mean, the most interesting part of that plan when it was like foreshadowed was just mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, but like, why are they going to go down there? <laughs> you yeah. Yeah. Like, what situation are they going to be down there in that is going to take advantage of that? Yeah, because I think even Lalo didn't plan for Gus to be there. Because he's like, if my distraction works, then Gus gets killed. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> As a by- byproduct. And I still get my proof. And then I think he mentions, like, you know, I'm not going to... He says I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth right. on the thing. Because... Because he happens to be there. Yeah. But uh, as we see, <clears throat> uh, this leads to Lalo's downfall. Because mm-hmm. uh, he gives Gus an opportunity to, to speak on the camera. And Gus just like let lets them know what he really thinks. Because he knows it's never going to actually be seen. Yeah, and I think it's really funny. <sighs> well, not not like hilarious funny, but... I think Gus is showing how much he really knows Lalo. He's like, let me give him a piece of my mind before I die. And Lalo's like, okay, buddy. Like, <laughs> this is this is my devious, like, energy just kind of... Yeah. Like, let, let, letting you, like, have this last monologue to... Lalo's here for the chaos. Like, he's just yeah. like, yeah, this is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But I thought it was funny that... um. As someone was saying, I was reading, you know, people's thoughts online and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they're they're kind of like wondering why, you know, Lalo, who's so far been, excuse me, so far, That's right, get it out, <laughs> so far been a very competent uh, villain, would mm-hmm. let you know do the traditional thing where you let your enemy have a big speech when you could have just shot them, <laughs> like mm-hmm. type of a trope and. I guess another way to look at it is that from Lalo's point of view, he doesn't know the side of Gus that we've seen where Gus will straight up, you know, slash someone's throat. So to him, he thinks, oh, this nerdy chicken man who's, you know, harmless, who never does the dirty work, he's not really a harm to me. So I can just kind of, I can entertain myself and I'm going to have the upper hand anyway. Right. I I think to the cartel, 
Gus is not this cutthroat like monster that we know him as in Breaking Bad. Right. And I think this is like a step along his journey to become that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think it's perfectly within Lalo's like sense and reasoning to just be like yeah, a little little crazy chicken man. What do what are you going to do? Yeah. You know. Which then leads to him asking if, you know, is that a, is that it? Is that all you have to say? Yeah. And he says no. What? The thing of the thing that uh, with the way the whole situation goes down that I don't get is that he just kicks the power cord. I thought <laughs> like he out. like disconnects it somehow. Like that's how what he's well, doing when he kicks it. He, uh, well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, I just that part doesn't <laughs> that doesn't read to me. Or was it <laughs> like, like a you, was it like a breaker box? No, it was like just thing? two two like extension cords like oh. put together. Huh. And I was like, I was like, I don't know if I could kick that because like unless it's secured at one end, pretty poorly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so well, maybe that was part of the setup that we didn't see. Yeah. So. And also, it turns off all the lights, too. Like, yeah. Well, it's like, they're all connected. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that it goes mm. off. All the lights go out, and he runs over to the thing, grabs the gun, and just shoots into the darkness. And mm-hmm. he lands his target. But for a moment, we're not sure. Right. Which is one of the cool... One of the standout things about how it was filmed, yeah, which is you know you see all this noise and or you hear all this noise and you see all these flashes, mm-hmm. and then it resolves on Gus's face in the dark with just clicks. Yeah, because so, he is just dumping after the clip is empty. Yeah, <laughs> he's a click, 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 click. And I was watching it with my dad, and uh-huh. he thought for a second like, oh, you know, did. Did someone empty the clip without him knowing about it? Like, did oh. Lalo get it? You know, but when you rewatch it, it's clear that you, you can see where Gus does his firing. It just, yeah. he only had like three bullets and that. Yeah. Yeah. But he hits his target. We, we yeah. come to find out once he gets the light back on. And I thought it was a really cool shot too when it's like down, like over Gus's shoulder and you just see like that tiny glow of the camera. Yeah. And then it like kind of like focuses, and you see that, you know, kind of. It's definitely like the uh, screen from the camera thing. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, did, what? How do the lights turn on? The well, lights... there was a um, oh the tractor tra- the tractor yeah the yeah. construction and, stuff yeah yeah or the the forklift That's... not forklift the backhoe backhoe. <laughs> sure. You can tell anyone listening that we are uh, we are hardened construction men. Yeah, because we know we have calloused hands. <laughs> but uh, you just see two feet, two legs hanging out in the pool of light mm-hmm. cast by the backhoe, uh, <clears throat> and then he walks over, and we get to see Lalo just like hit somewhere in the neck ish mm-hmm. region. And he is bleeding out and gives one last smile. One last taunting laugh, which yeah. I've seen people, you know, say like, oh, that's totally like, that's his character, right? But like mm-hmm. others were theorizing like, oh, what if there's a, a piece of the puzzle 
that he is aware of, you know, that Gus doesn't know about. But I, I think that might be reaching. I, I agree. I Like, if this was, like, season two or something and there was more to it, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I think it kind of leaves things in a good place to kind of, like, yeah, roll into Breaking Bad. Yeah, um... One thing we did see after this was that Gus was actually hit by Lalo. Yes. And uh, I think we cut to him getting the bullets removed as he's uh, talking to Lyle. Well, yeah, we cut to <laughs> Lyle pulling up and he's like singing the song, I think, from that one episode of, is it? No. So the, I think the song you're thinking of is it's the, like the mariachi the band. The mariachi band, yeah. Which yeah, is, but I which was is acting if... like a Greek chorus where it's like, they're singing about the show, but it's not, you know, no one in the show is aware of that song. Aware of that. Right. Yeah. But it, it almost, it at the beginning, it reads as like a commercial for Los Pollos Hermanos, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's the same. Oh, I see. Like thing. And mm-hmm. it's like English, like the English channel in Albuquerque plays that one. And then mm-hmm. the Spanish speaking channel plays the other one or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought it. It, it's hilarious that this this Lyle dude he is so committed, like he's <laughs> he there. Really wants that promotion. He's there before the sun even comes up. He's it, you notice that he's picking up a piece of trash on his way in as mm-hmm. he's singing their their fucking theme song, um, and I I think that that is while it is funny, um, it just shows how much detail they pay toward these little side characters like that fully fleshes out his character yeah like in, and in non-verbal his, and verbal his, ways yeah and his character being fleshed out really like <laughs> even more fleshes out like in this case gus's character but you know the yeah. other characters they interact with in terms of like all the side characters that get fleshed out yeah but but he, has yeah, to, he, he ends up having to work two full shifts or two whole days in a row yeah, and I mean, he gets the like, he gets the big old capital P promotion. He gets to be the manager for how long? Like a couple, like two, a week or something? No, it's two, two weeks? Literally like two days. No, I think he said he's going to be out all week or something like that. Yeah, but then he's like, I'm going to need you to open and close the store the next two days. And make the schedule. Yeah. Because I want to make sure my <clears throat> employees have their schedule ahead of time and they can make plans. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, sure, Mr. Fring, whatever you need. Yeah. Man. And discovered that that guy who plays Lyle, Lyle mm-hmm. is like the son of some other famous actor. Um, I think it's or he's he's the son of someone named Dave Thomas, but not the Wendy's Dave Thomas. So he's not Wendy's brother. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, he I could see him for some reason. He reads as like maybe like a Hemsworth son. Really? I don't know why. I don't know why. He just kind of like I could see it. Yeah, maybe. He's he's got but, the blondish hair and kind yeah blue eyes. I don't even know what eyes. You not you don't know what color eyes a side character has. Tyler, come <laughs> on. I know someone someone might you know call me out for not being a true fan. Yeah, I guess we're just not a true podcast. But we, <laughs> what we are is talking about this next point <laughs> that took good me save, a second good save. To, to find my words 
Yeah. I mean, I guess the next thing was really like, you know, kind of like the cleaning of Jimmy and Kim's apartment, basically. Uh. And uh, they're like, I, f- I forgot who it was first in there, but he's just kind of like emptying out the fridge. And then Mike shows up with Kim, I believe. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you're getting a new refrigerator. Hope you like stainless. Yeah. This, this is before Mike discovers the very efficient way of disposing bodies that Walt introduces them to. The barrels with the, the acid. acid or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I was curious how, like, in watching it, I was like, I wonder how they're going to get rid of them because they talked about... uh like Lalo's not going to be a problem anymore and then uh, you know there's basically two bodies and it's like well in addition to the the five henchmen or, or guards that were killed there's two bodies Tyler yeah yeah the, they, <laughs> some some uh, people were calling that a plot hole uh, like what happened to them but they probably already had prearranged death situations with Gus it's not a plot hole it's just not important exactly exactly <laughs> But yeah, yeah, uh, we we see how they're gonna get rid of Howard's body using the fridge, and Mike explains kind of the general plan and story and alibi that they're gonna apply. Very much mirrors when we first see Mike when he is talking to Jesse after Jane dies, and he like slaps him in the face, and it's like, yeah. here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna. You're going to say, I woke up, I found her, that's all you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and similarly, Kim has that shell-shocked look, kind of like Jesse did. Yeah, and that's something I didn't even really think about, because I kind of forgot that that's, uh, that he took care of that after uh, Jane died. Jane? Jane. Yep. Which, fun fact, uh, the whole character of Mike uh, and that scene in Breaking Bad was only it only came into existence because Bob Odenkirk like couldn't like his schedule wouldn't allow him to be there. Mm-hmm. To, originally, he was going to be the one to talk to Jesse. Oh, yeah, and so they came up, came up with Mike, and the rest is history. One of the truly great characters. Yes, and, and, and I gotta say, I really hope that. Um, uh, Jonathan Banks, the guy who plays him. I mm-hmm. hope he gets an Emmy because he is so good in both I, shows. I, I definitely agree, but I I can't see it happening just because I don't know. I I think he is one of the like him and Kim are definitely like some of the best parts of this show. Mm-hmm. But I feel like his part is such like this like completely crucial but ancillary role you know i don't know if i'd agree with that because i mean more lately it has been but you could tell in the first season that episode 5-0 was like where they're Is really that... trying to characterize him out and he should have. i think he should have won an emmy for that i, I mean so. yes for that yeah that's but but what i'm saying is now we're reaching a point where if they haven't given Emmys out so far, do they that, return to the kingdom? Is that what you're saying? Do they? Yeah, like they give them. They give everyone involved their Emmy because it's like, oh, it's the end of the show, and like here's right. uh, acknowledgement of all the good work. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
But I, 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 I think... if that's the case, I could see it. But yeah, like based off of like where his character is at now, I don't see it. Yeah. If that makes sense. <clears throat> well, it'll be interesting because they just announced the nominees, but mm-hmm. the first half of the season qualifies for this year's, uh, and then uh, they'll also next be, year's. They'll also qualify for next year. I wonder if that's so, why they did that. We'll see. No, I think try to get. It was just scheduling. From, from what I listened to, yeah. We'll yeah. You know, they can say whatever they want, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the story you're telling, Tyler. Yes. Speaking of story that we're telling, I think that's it for the episode. Well, there that's is one pretty... one more scene that's pretty important. Where we see them get buried. I yeah. thought we talked about that. We didn't. Oh. They get buried uh, in the, underneath the meth lab. Yeah, so... The future meth lab. They being uh, Lalo and Howard. And so. not any of the other four or five <laughs> right. guys. Because right. there's a plot hole. No. There's literally a plot hole that they didn't put them in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, you know, <laughs> I think um, it is tragic because, like, Howard was, you know, an innocent... He had no no involvement, and then he gets buried with the guy who killed him, which is yeah. like nuts. But uh, yeah, I will say that I think this is this is the thing that the quote was uh, hinting at. There was a quote from either Peter Gould or Vince Gilligan that said, "You know, the ending of Better Call Saul will make you look at Breaking Bad in a whole new light." And I'm wondering if this is that. Hmm. I could definitely see that being the case. Yeah. Um, I could also see it being something between Kim and Jimmy. You know? Yeah, that too. And however Walt and Jesse are going to play him. Oh, right, because they haven't shown up yet. Oh. And they're going to show up. Yeah, I was watching some interview with Brian Cranston where they were asking mm-hmm. about it. And this was like when it was announced that they were going to be in the show. So this is from like yeah. May or, or, or probably March. Um, and at that time, he was like, <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's, like, interesting because I don't know how it's going to come in because we filmed that, like, over a year ago. <laughs> He's like, we were flown in under the cover of night and uh-huh. snuck into SUVs and they put us up in a, you know, condo that we had to live in uh, uh-huh. and we couldn't talk, tell anybody or talk to anybody. <laughs> Weird. And had no idea how it plays into the larger plot. Huh. I so man, I wonder what that ends up being then. Yeah. I don't know. Do they Oh man. I just want to know I, if he I, shaved his head again and didn't do the bald cap that he did in El Camino. Yeah, well I'm sorry, I'm at like a I'm I'm confused and speculate my brain is turning now. What? Cuz like just on like what that would mean for since they were so confused about like where their scene was going to be or whatever it is, you know? I mean... Like, it could literally just be, like, a pickup shoot that they filmed. Right, right. And it would just be, like, I'm Walter White, look at me, I'm on screen again. Or it could be, <laughs> like, like a long, kind of involved, like, scene, well, which is... to be fair, I may be misremembering that particular that's, that's part fair. of the quote. That's, yeah. Yeah, but I kind of assume they're like appearance on the show was going to be pretty like 
minimal and insubstantial. Yeah. It's just going to be like a wink and a nod, like, look, there's there they are in the background right. or something, <laughs> you know. But <clears throat> I'm wondering if maybe, like, there's, like, a a future scene with them somewhere, I you think, know, or something. Yeah, like, I mean, like a, it kind of has to be given Aaron Paul not uh, being young anymore. Well, I mean... I'm more thinking like we go to like the Gene timeline, right? And there's yeah. like a flashback from that to Breaking Bad time type of thing. Like potentially, would that be would that be too like much time jumpy? I feel if like the thing? if it was late season Breaking Bad um, that they jumped to, mm-hmm. I think that that could still be plausible because when you're talking about the way that they look versus their younger selves, yeah. Um, season five, you know they. You could make a, a a plausible connection that like they're kind of the same age, <laughs> like yeah, to that time. But even though and that I mean, was ten years ago now, I mean, but also like look at Gus now versus when we first seen him right. Breaking Bad. Like, right? Like, you know that I don't think they're really too concerned with exactly how people yeah. look. I mean, what's interesting? I found uh, a few YouTubers. I don't know if I sent you this. Where this guy has like a Patreon and he's using like half like deep fake technology. You did send me this, yes. Yeah, and some of his earlier ones, earlier attempts aren't the best, but his like later ones as he's like refining it, I'm like, oh shit, like this looks really good. I I did I do remember seeing like Mike and mm-hmm. I remember thinking like it looks really good, but there's something about it that is a little bit like wrong you know that <laughs> that that uncanny valley yeah uh haven't, but i haven't perfected it yet i tend like what was that <clears throat> tron tron legacy or whatever mm-hmm. when they had jeff bridges be young or whatever like yeah. that one was like real bad <laughs> uh, well it was just like uncanny valley but you could still go back and watch it dude it's, i need it's to pretty... i loved that movie and i only saw it once like the movie itself, I don't love, but I really like it. Like the it's really aesthetic cool and, and the soundtrack. Exactly. And, yeah. Those two things alone make it worth watching. But the, like the plot and like bio digital jazz. I don't remember that's, what the hell that is. That's something that Jeff Bridges says. Really? Yeah, when he's like describing like life in the not matrix or uh-huh, whatever uh-huh. the game or whatever they're calling it. He's like. It's like we're just like doing stuff, you know, and like it's like bio digital jazz, and you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, well, what I did want to say about the Uncanny Valley thing uh-huh. is that I do remember at the time kind of hand waving it away to be like, well, they're in a computer program, like he's supposed yeah. to look kind of like a video game character. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, they're all like real people, exactly. and they're all like playing. But, as but real he's people. a program. That's true, but they're all programs too, Tyler. <laughs> Don't inject like, logic into yeah. this conversation. But I mean, even like that newer Star Wars stuff is like mm-hmm. way better than Yeah. I mean the the season two or no, Book Boba Fett, uh Luke Skywalker. Mandalorian episode uh, things. Yeah. It looks like greatly improved over the season two finale where they showed Luke Skywalker. Because they, yeah, they used a totally different the, like, process. Yeah, so yeah, yes. The, but the, like, uh, what's their name? The 
Princess Leia and the other guy from Rogue One. Yeah. Uh, you know, General it looks Tarkin. Way... Governor Tarkin. Governor. Oh, sorry. Uh, you know, it looks way better than even that stuff did. You know, like it's yeah. just been getting better. Oh yeah. Well, I, if I remember correctly, I think they hired a guy who had posted on YouTube, like, "Look, I can do it better than." You guys did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he posted that same like Luke Skywalker thing. Yeah, and I think that's what uh, I keep wanting to say. The Mandalorian, the Book of Boba Fett stuff mm-hmm. looks even better. I think is because of that guy. Yeah, I mean that's not touching on the fact that I don't think they really need to do all that stuff. Like I don't think it's important to the story as yeah. much as like yeah, it makes fans go ape shit. But it's like give us something new. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of my my thoughts. I, but but I was a heathen who loved the Last Jedi, so yeah, me too. And I mean, apparently that Hayden Christensen in uh, Obi Wan series mm-hmm. was de-aged some. Really? <laughs> apparently, and I'm like looking at him like he looks old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I had watched like interviews and stuff because they do like a press junket with Hayden Christensen, mm-hmm. you know, and he hasn't really done much since the prequels. Right. And so, you know, I, I saw his face plenty of uh, current Hayden Christensen. And it doesn't I, look much different. Right? Yeah. And I'm watching that and I'm like, Oh, so they just like switched up his hair and they didn't touch I, his face. But yeah, I think what they <clears throat> probably maybe did was like, if it's like a slider of like now versus like what they were in the movie that they're kind of mm-hmm. timeline mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of going like full to the other timeline they've kind of like just like inched it back like an eighth or something yeah on him i mean but, we're all headed towards a future where where we're just gonna see endless uh 80s franchises be revived using artificial uh versions of Harrison Ford <laughs> like yeah like the the um nostalgia mining is and and referring to things in the past while great for us because it is solely mining from our nostalgia of our generation and like our parents generation of the 80s mm-hmm. uh, of of remembering that time frame um it's like i think it's just going to keep going because then people are going to want references to stuff that came out now, which is already referencing the 80s, and it's just going to, you know, uh, collapse in on itself in a way. Agreed. Future generations are going to be so used to it that, like, oh, this is like a reference to that movie uh, Ready Player One. (laughs) God. Which is an endless reference fest. Yeah. But what do you think the first movie that's going to be, like, it's going to be the George Lucas, like, completely digital, but real people, like, facsimiles. Who are like, dead. <laughs> yeah, like, do they remake um, Casablanca or something? <laughs> oh, boy. No, I think it'll be one of those franchises from the 80s. Like, so, all right, here we go. You know how they say Back to the Future, which, by the way, I'm wearing a shirt of. I see that. That's uh, a Japanese, like, v- variant. Yeah. Um, Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis had said that while they're alive or while their estate owns the rights, that nobody will remake those movies. Yeah. Which is great because the first one is a literal perfect movie. Um, but I think in the event that that time frame ends, that it'll be like, all right, 
now the remake you've been waiting for is here and we're going to use uh deep fakes and artificial voices and we're going to make a modern version starring marty or starting michael j fox and christopher lloyd either that or it's going to be another indiana jones with a digital harrison ford where he's young (laughs) what about what if they do the opposite where it's a new Indiana Jones, but it's uh, Rivers Phoenix aged up. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe with a little bit of Shia LaBeouf in there. Wait, <clears throat> they weren't. No, Shia LaBeouf was, was a trying, different character. Yeah, I'm trying to figure I can't out even remember what you're that talking movie. about. <laughs> well, like Rivers was the young Indiana Jones in Last Crusade. Was he? Yeah, Jaquan it- Phoenix's brother. I don't recall that. I mean, I remember the scene, but I don't remember noticing that it was him. Yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah, it's one of his like more notable roles because it's just kind of like a quick thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that would be weird, right? Like if he if they take him and age him up. <laughs> I mean, weirder things have happened. I mean, that would fit in our dead person being totally like yeah zombified to that's true here's when do you think tupac's gonna start in a movie dude he was already a hologram he can't be in a movie now <laughs> that's what i'm saying man they'll 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 do uh an adaptation of 50 cents blood on the sand wait 50 cent have a movie or just the video game i don't even know dude i'm sure there's a movie yeah my my i'm gonna that just, my line of thinking does not make sense. <laughs> That's fair. <clears throat> All right. I mean, I think we've talked about the whole episode now. Yeah. Yeah. As we got off on our deep fake tangent. And you know, the best part is that we have an episode to look forward to airing tomorrow, tomorrow night. Yep. I will be flying to Washington, D.C. and trying to find a way to stream it if my hotel doesn't already have AMC. That's fair. I have noticed, I, I don't know if it's my TV, AMC's streaming service, or what, mm-hmm. but this was an incredibly dark episode, mm-hmm. like like in terms of like the lighting yeah, and everything. Yeah. And I get a lot of that like color banding where you see like the different like light, yeah. like squares and stuff yeah. around. Artifacting and shit. Yeah. And I don't know which part of the quote unquote signal chain is breaking down for that, but from what i've been reading it, you uh, universally across the board uh amc plus and you know all of their streaming stuff sucks is bad yeah okay so <clears throat> whatever because it's stuff that i notice it in other shows and mm-hmm. stuff uh but it seems particularly bad from their yeah streaming service so it while watching this episode, I was like, I wonder what it would look like if I just like bought the like Blu-rays or like the 4K discs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like how good it would look. Cause I wonder if they're gonna it, do like a big box set when it's all said and done of like both Breaking both Bad series and. and El Camino. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, one other show I did want to give an honorable mention to that I mm-hmm. completely forgot about. Uh, I saw the new episode uh, of the new Nathan Fielder show, The Rehearsal. Oh, yes. I haven't watched that yet either. It is incredible. I think I'm going to rewatch it tonight. (laughs) I think you're going to rehearse it tonight. Yeah, right? 
it, it's yeah. like an it's like a natural progression of Nathan for you, kind of the themes that he was trying to explore in the finale of the Finding okay. Francis. Yeah. Um, but expanded on it. I think that he uses the same like editing team and and all that. But now that he, makes sense. But now he has the budget of HBO. So yeah, some yeah. some crazy shit is happening. Which is one of those things where it's like you kind of like the like that he, he was clearly in like this rinky dink office type of thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I I can't imagine what it's going to end up being because let's just say there was a moment in the show where I was I'm just sitting by myself and watching it and I just go oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it just seems <laughs> I, I'm really you know being vague intentionally yeah. but. Yeah. Um, if you know anything about the premise of the show involving rehearsing moments in someone's life, imagine the extent you could go to if you had a really big budget <laughs> to do that. <clears throat> I I can only imagine. Uh, I I need to watch it. it. Do you know is this like a full series that explores one thing for the entire series, or is it like an episode by episode? Um. <laughs> What the hell? Is that you? That's my watch. My oh. watch went off. Um, <clears throat> it's definitely like a case of we'll see as it gets going, because they're already like hinting at kind of some overarching themes. Kind of how Nathan for you, yeah, each episode was about a business, but then it started to be more about Nathan as a person. Right. Like there's an element of it that already kind of tips its hand in that way. Okay. So I think each episode is going to involve him helping people rehearse these moments in their life, but I think there's an unyet, uh, unseen part of it that we're not aware of yet until you get to the end, and he like Where makes, he's like setting makes up a, a big, big reveal. rehearsal for everything. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Goddamn. He's a genius. That, that man is a genius. <laughs> uh, I will say, don't expect it to be as quick and funny as Nathan for you, because it's like 45 minutes. Oh, it's not the 20 minute. Right format, and it's definitely funny, but it's like in more subtle ways. I was gonna say, I bet it is just kind of like a simmering, just kind of like what in the fuck, kind of funny. I'm just gonna give you a quote that's completely out of context. Uh, oh god! <laughs> Every day I curse the Chinese for inventing gunpowder. Oh god! What? <laughs> what? Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. When you see it, you're gonna laugh so hard. <laughs> okay, uh, I need to I need to stop because I'm sure we could just sit here and listen to me go, I'm so excited and you go, you don't even understand. <laughs> Can that just be what our podcast is? <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait. All right. Well, I think that about does it for today's episode. Yeah. Um As always, it was good chatting with you. And as well good uh discussing everything for those of you listeners uh who are still somehow subscribed to this after six weeks and noticing that we didn't post anything uh you can because there was no episode you can uh email us if you want i believe the email address is letters at lospodcasthermanos.com you're flying off the cuff there tyler i think that's it but i'm not sure uh and as we get into the end of the show uh we we are discussing Having this transition into a more generalized podcast involving some of our close friends. Um, yeah. Possibly uh, might bring one of them on during the Better Call Saul time frame. 
Yeah, I mean, we are two friends that have known each other for a long time, and we like talking to each other, and, you know, the Better Call Saul is fun to talk about and stuff, but it's ending, and we were like, this has been fun. Let's continue doing this after Better Call Saul. Yeah. And we're in the works to do that. I know everyone is eagerly awaiting. On, I know on they are. bated breath. All three <clears throat> of our listeners. <laughs> and that might be generous. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. And catch you on the flip-flop. Adios. We love you, listeners. Goodbye. I don't. Bye.